Hello, it is Thursday, June 17th. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the day, not daily, not daily anymore. Another edition of the Come On Now MMA podcast. I um, want to start off talking about Stephen Thompson and Gilbert Burns. Stephen Thompson and Gilbert Burns' is, uh, fight is scheduled, coming up. And here's what Thompson had to say about the matchup that the UFC gave him and Burns. I'm glad the UFC is giving me someone ranked higher than me. The last several fights have been guys ranked significantly behind me. They're putting me in the right direction with this fight, and that is towards the title. And that was in an interview with Cage Side Press. And I think, let me just double check here. I think Thompson is ranked number four. And so just bear with me. Welterweight, welterweight. All right, so Usman Champ, Covington, and then Burns, and then Edwards, and then Thompson. So yeah, Thompson ranked uh, number four, Burns ranked number two. Very important fight, probably more so for Thompson because he hasn't had a shot at Usman. And so if he beats Burns, that's a big step for him. And like he said, this is a position that could put him in in, in line for a title shot. If he stops Burns... Well, then I think he jumps over Leon Edwards. And then if Usman beats Covington, if that fight gets booked, and then Thompson will probably end up with the with the title shot. Is that fair to Edwards? Probably not, but Edwards has not had the best luck, and he has also not had that signature win that is going to get the fans on his side. But I'm not saying Thompson doesn't also need a, a, a big win. Thompson needs probably needs to finish Burns to jump over Edwards. Just a, a win, even a win of, with any question in it, is going to prevent him from getting the title shot. The fact that it's a three-round fight is also not going to help him. So uh, Thompson could be in line, but I'm not going to say that he will be and then again, let's not forget that Gilbert Burns, not an easy fight. Not an easy fight. Tied to all of this is Leon Edwards, like I said. And here's what Michael Bisping had to say about Edwards. And I agree with Bisping almost 100% with this. And this was on his podcast after the Diaz fight. Leon Edwards, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing? He dominated the fight. Don't get me wrong, Diaz is so tough and he made it so entertaining the whole time. Every time he was messing around, turning his back and all the annex and talking to him, Diaz is so tough and he makes every fight exciting. That's why he's got so many fans. But Edwards was dominating that fight and it was almost like he couldn't do anything wrong. When they clinched, he took him down with authority, beat him up on the ground, opened him up with those elbows, kicked the shit out of his leg, but then he Fs up in the fifth round and almost gets knocked unconscious. This is not the worst for Leon Edwards because obviously the worst scenario would be he got knocked out or lost the fight. But Leon needed to go out there and beat Nate Diaz, take all of his fans, and then become a household name in mixed martial arts. Unfortunately, now the narrative isn't all about the four and a half rounds of extreme dominance that Leon Edwards put on him. But the narrative now is that he had there had been one more round, Nate would have knocked him out. Had this been on the street, Leon would have been done for. Now the narrative is, I can't wait to see Nate Diaz. Yes, Leon went out there and beat him. But they're all talking about Nate Diaz. So Bisming's 100% right. This could have been Leon Edwards' fight to put him over. Leon Edwards could have used this opportunity to punch his ticket for a, for a title fight. Had he dominated Diaz, 
he might have gotten a title fight. He might have jumped over Colby Covington. A pretty good chance. Had he finished Diaz, a pretty good chance he would be. we would talk, be talking about a title fight between Usman and Edwards and not Usman and Covington. But he dominated the fight in the way that Leon Edwards dominates fights, and then he lost the last minute. And like Bisping said, the conversation isn't about the four and a half minutes or the four the, the four and a half rounds or more that Edwards won. It's about the last minute that Edwards almost lost. Is it fair? No, but Edwards is a fighter who does not make mistakes. And that's something Bisping pointed out. Now, he does not make mistakes, but he doesn't, he's not overly aggressive either. And so there's some give and take there. And while someone who's a student of the game will appreciate what Edwards does. And this is something Luke Thomas pointed out. Like when Edwards gets on the mat, he's not a great wrestler, but he dominates positionally by, by allowing himself an escape route. If something goes awry on the ground. So that's a little thing that makes him good, but it's a little thing that the, that a casual fan or even a, a longtime fan isn't going to catch unless they're really paying attention to what Edwards does. It's a very small thing, but it's something that makes Edwards so good, but it goes unnoticed because it's so subtle. And a lot of the things Edwards does is like, are like that. They're subtle. He doesn't get overly aggressive. He doesn't get overly bothered. He doesn't play into the games of his opponents. He just goes out, does everything right, and wins. Now, by doing that, he usually gets decisions, and that's his problem. His problem isn't that he's not a good fighter. He's a great fighter. His problem is that he's just not an exciting fighter to, to many fans, and that's what's going to prevent him from getting the title shot. Uh, again, not fair. Not fair at all because his 10-fight unbeaten streak says he should get a title fight, but... His lack of exciting wins and his his finish of this fight by, you know, would he have gotten finished by Nate Diaz if Diaz would have pushed? It's hard to say. Well, he was hurt, noticeably hurt. And so Leon Edwards goes again without a title fight and ends up maybe losing a title fight to, like I said in earlier, to Stephen Thompson or Gilbert Burns, depending on how that fight goes. And he could lose a title fight uh, if... Kiesa gets a dominant win. He could lose a fight there. It's all about dominance. And um, this is what um, Bisping added. It's so Leon Edwards. I feel for the guy. He's just kind of, it's not bad luck. You can't call going out there and beating Nate Diaz by a dominant decision ba bad luck. That's a great night at the office. It's so Leon Edwards. It's unfair. The guy's on a 10-fight unbeaten streak. He's got all the momentum. He's beaten great fighters, and he's just beaten Nate Diaz. But at the end, people are talking about Nate Diaz and how tough he is. Um, so, yeah. And th this is all also the bad. It goes into the bad luck that he's had. He was out for that extended time because of COVID-19. The UFC wanted him to fight Chimaev. He didn't. That fight got bounced around a couple times, so it never happened. Uh, that Bilal Muhammad fight ends with an eye poke, so he couldn't get any momentum from that. He lost the momentum to Diaz here, and now he has to sit and twiddle his thumbs and worry about the Covington title fight, the upcoming Thompson and Burns fight, 
and the Kiesa fight. If I was Leon Edwards, I would 100% be pushing for that Masvidal fight and trying to get that and trying to reignite the fire that was there and just trying to play that fight into a ride that into a title fight if you beat Masvidal. That's a winnable fight for Edwards, 100%. But he's going to need to win with authority. He can't win like he won against Diaz because it was a... Yeah, it was a dominant win. He only lost that one round. But even so, I don't think he would have gotten a title fight off of that performance just because he didn't get a finish. If he goes out there and finishes Masvidal... That'll that'll pump him pump his uh, pump his tires and get him that title fight I think, and I mean I like Leon Edwards as a fighter but he's just not the he's just not the outspoken you know highlight reel fighter the UFC wants to promote in a in a title fight now Col- Colby Covington isn't either but Covington is going to get eyes on the fight through his stupid trash talk Edwards doesn't talk a lot of trash. He lets his performance speak for him, and and then if uh, Thompson gets it, it's it'll be because of a dominant win. If Kiesa gets it, it'll be from a dominant win. And Edwards, it, it feels a little bit like Edwards is going to be the forgotten man here, and the UFC's just kind of waiting until he loses to dismiss him as a title contender. Is it fair? Absolutely not. Could I see Edwards getting passed over again and again and again? Absolutely. As long as people are getting more high-profile wins, as in fight of the night or performance of the night, wins over him, and not over him personally, but instead of him, well, he's going he's gonna to lose out. And he needs a fight where people are talking about him afterwards. And that's the Masvidal fight is tailor-made to do that. So if I'm Leon Edwards, I'm pushing for the Masvidal fight, and I'm doing everything I can in that fight to uh, to get the finish is he gonna have to take risks to do that yeah but big risk big reward and the reward will be a title fight we'll see how it goes but i don't know if edwards has that kind of thing in him Um, and that's good and bad it's good he'll keep working his way up the pay pay scale by getting these wins it's bad because he's loses out on title fights uh, based on, you know, like based on uh, deserves, he does deserve a title fight. Based on the way the UFC makes title fights, he's not going to get a title fight. So I feel bad for Leon Edwards, but he needs a finish. That's, you know, that's the black and white of it. Leon Edwards needs a finish and needs to have people talking about him after his next outing. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Saturday's main event. Korean Zombie, Chan Sung Jung against Dan Ige. Um, do a preview of that because I have time here. Uh, open, uh, when it opened, the odds were even. Um, Bovada had it at even at minus 110. As we get closer to fight night, Ige is now the minus 125 favorite. Young is a plus 105 underdog, which I'm kind of surprised by. We'll see how that goes. So let's look at the recent fights. Um, so we have going back to twenty, geez, twenty thirteen. Korean Zombie got uh, knocked out by Jose Aldo. If you recall, that was bef- the fight before his mandatory military service. 
he dislocated his shoulder and then Aldo knocked him out. It was a it was just a bad way to that fight ended and then we didn't see him again until 2017 when he beat Dennis Bermudez by knockout and then 2018 Yair, Yair Rodriguez beat um knocked out Zombie with one second left in the fifth with that elbow. Um, just a a crazy finish to that fight where he was on, where Zombie was on the way to a win, but Rodriguez stopped him. Uh, Hanato Moicano, uh, he won first round TKO. Frankie Edgar first round TKO, and then his first decision, first fight to go by full rounds. And first fight to go the distance since the Leonard Garcia fight in 2010 was uh, his fight against Brian Ortega, uh, main event, which he lost by unanimous decision. Uh, so all top-tier opponents, you know, and and before he got the the fight with Aldo, he had fought uh, Poirier, beat Poirier, beat Mark Hominick. Um Poirier, if you remember, was the was uh, submission of the night and fight of the night. Um, then Hominick was a knockout. Leonard Garcia was the twister. Um, and then he had two losses to end his WEC run. But just fantastic run uh, against top-tier competition for him dating back to um, over 10 years. Ige has not had that level of competition. Um, so he lost to Calvin Cater by knock, by, I'm sorry, by decision in 2020. Came back and beat Gavin Tucker in 2021 in March with a performance of the night knockout. Uh, before that, he beat Edson Barboza, Rashad Bektik, Kevin Aguilar, Danny Henry, Jordan Griffin, Mike Santiago. And his first fight in the UFC was a loss to Julio Arce in 2018. So a good run, a good run from Ige, but not a great run. The loss to Cater took something out of him, but he got that back with the with the win over Tucker. Compare level of competition here. Chen Sun Jung has just fought the higher level of competition for far longer than Ige. This is hands down the biggest fight of Ige's career. Uh, it's not a make or break fight because he's uh, still doing well and he's only 29. But it is a fight that um, could put him up, put him over the top, and get him to the next level, for sure. And as far as uh, Young Jung goes, this could be a fight that gets him back. If he wins, stays at the top of the division. If he loses, he gets put in that fun fighter. Not gonna get a title shot, probably another title shot, probably. But someone who the UFC will book. Um, near the top of any card he's on, uh, just because of how exciting he is and how willing he is to put on just a fun performance for the fans. So I think this fight is much more important for Chan Sung Jung than it is for Dan Ige as far as career, because uh, Jung is, how old is he? He's 34, and he's got a lot of hard wars on his body, so he really needs this win if he wants to stay in the mix. Uh, so we will look at the stats from these guys here, I think. Let me just pull that up. Sorry for the delay here. Okay, so 5'7 five, seven and 5'7, seven, 72 inch reach for Junk, 71 for Ige, 
Both fight orthodox, age difference we've already noted. Significant strikes landed per minute. Chung is 4.15. Ige is close at 3.95. Striking accuracy also close. 41 for a Korean zombie, 46 for Ige. Uh, strikes absorbed per minute, 4.01 for a Korean zombie, which is the reason why he's got so many hard miles on his body. Ige is at 3.36. Defense is 56 for zombie, 58 for Ige. Uh, takedowns, 0.62 average for Jung, 1.68 for Ige. Accuracy is 41% for Jung, 27% for Ige. Takedown defense is very good for Jung at 75. Okay for Ige at 59. And they both average 0.5 in the uh, submissions per 15 minutes. So, uh, if we go from the, the opening odds that were even, tough pick, very tough pick. Um, because one of the reasons it's tough is because finishing Ige has never been finished, I don't believe. And the only finishes that Jung has are, let's see here, yeah, three losses by decision for Ige. And Korean Zombies been knocked out by, like we said, Rodriguez with one second left in the fight. Aldo, because of a, he got knocked out after a injured shoulder. And the other one was uh, George Roop head kick in the WEC in 2010. So both men are very hard to put away. So I don't think a finish is going to happen here. Um, unless the amount of hard fights Korean Zombie has have actually caught up to him, which is a question. Um, if the, if the wars have caught up to him, then Ige could get the finish, but I don't think they have, if Ortega didn't get the finish, I don't think Ige is, but it's not out of the question. It's not out of the question. My pick in this is going to be, uh, Korean zombie and it's based more on level of competition and, uh, the amount of time he's been facing that level of competition it's just he's fought the tougher fighters. He's fought the tougher fighters for longer. That's the positive side of that. The downside of that is exactly that. He's fought the tougher fighters and fought the tougher fighters for longer. And the fights that he's fought have, you know, been pretty entertaining and entertaining in a way that would take time off his career and, and eventually break him down to a point where he's not going to be able to compete with the top-level fighters in the division. Is that time come? I don't think so, but it could be. I expect a very entertaining fight here again, um, and maybe a fight of the night. But I think unless he's lost a step and lost power and, and lost his drive, I think Korean Zombie takes this fight. Um, and, and that's based just on the levels of competition again and how long he's been fighting that level of competition. Um, but this could be the fight of Danny Ige's career if he gets that win. Um, if he stops him, definitely is going to be the fight of Danny Ige's career. This is a very important fight for both these folks, and uh, I think it's flying under the radar a little bit just because the card's not all that stacked as compared to last week. And, but it's a it's a Korean zombie fight, so at the very least it should be entertaining, and I think he'll get a win here. Stay at the, near the top of the division and see what's next for him. But Ige, um, I think he's definitely live. And I won't be surprised if he wins. But my pick is Korean Zombie uh, by decision. And we'll see how that goes.
I think last week, just to catch up, I picked um, all three fights last week to go the distance. I picked Adesanya to win, so I was right there. I was 100% wrong on the co-main. Moreno won by stoppage. I picked uh, I picked Figueredo would win by decision, but I was, I was also said I wouldn't be surprised if he got the stoppage, so 100% wrong on that one, and picked Edwards to win by decision and got that, but Nate almost threw the t- upset in there. So, again, Chan Sung Jung by decision at UFC Vegas 29. That's all I have for today. Until next time, everyone stay safe. Thank you.